our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. It's Thursday Night Live. Let's get to it. Obviously, are we going to see a lot of Garrett Nussmeyer versus Army? I hope so, but I plead with the LSU coaching staff. If we do blow Army out early, which we will, please let Garrett Nussmeyer play the entire fourth quarter. I don't know how many times I've had nightmares about Jaden Daniels playing late into that Auburn game, him taking a head, I say a head, uh, his knee taking a helmet straight on at the end of the game. And my life flashed right before my eyes. So hopefully we do see a lot of Garrett Nussmeyer versus Army. And if we do, the reason why I want to see him earlier in the game is because I don't want him to just do run, run, and then third and long, bad throw to, uh, you know, a backup receiver. I want to see him actually get a chance to run the offense. So I hope we see a lot of him. And I also hope in this game that we see a lot of just true freshmen. If I'm Brian Kelly, I see that LSU is in a spot right now where they have already burned the red shirts of so many freshmen. And if that is the case, why not play them? So in the third and fourth quarter, if we're up by 40, 50 points, I want to see a lot of true freshmen get their shots to play, in particular on the defensive side of the football, right? Because the red shirts already burn. Why don't we give them reps to build for the future? And, those guys include JV and Toviano. Those guys include Jeremiah Hughes. Um, Christian Brathwaite is also a, a player whose red shirt has pretty much already been burned up to this point. And maybe on offense, we see some other players get some reps. I would like to see DJ Chester get some run. Obviously, Lance Hurd is going to start. So hopefully this game versus Army is not a competitive one. None of the Power 5 games that we have played or non-Power 5 games that we have played up to this point have been close at all. And if Garrett Nussmeyer plays, I, I hope we get to see him be aggressive and himself because I know it can be very frustrating just to come into the game knowing that you can light up the opposing team's defense and it just be run after run after run. Now, the next thing is... You know, I, I looked at some of the Brian Kelly quotes from earlier today, and the one that really stood out to me is how hard Jaden Daniels has worked up to this point to where Jaden actually forced Brian Kelly to change his own protocol when it comes to players being in the facility. Uh, they have 24-hour access now to the facility, and that's because Jaden Daniels got into the film room at 5 a.m. and didn't leave the film room until 8 p.m., um, that just shows you how hard this guy's worked and where he's and where he's been to where he is now is just truly breathtaking. So uh hopefully we get a healthy Jaden and another great performance. I think we're about to light Army up. 
Um, I also think we'll be able to run the football. I do think they're a little on the smaller side up front. And I hope we see a lot of very young players get their chance to play. Now, I want to mostly talk about the Army side of things, but it has been a very interesting week in recruiting. Um, There has been a lot of smoke here with Terry Bussey flipping from Texas A&M to LSU. It would make a lot of sense on pretty much everybody's side of the equation for that to happen. And LSU desperately could use a five-star, right? Um, At this point... Unless some miracle happens with Colin Simmons, it looks as if LSU will not get a five-star in this next recruiting class. Some of you might think that's a good thing because a lot of our five-stars recently have um, have not turned out too well, right? But the truth is Harold Perkins is a five-star, and of course Lance Hurd is a five-star. You want as many of those guys on your roster as you possibly can, but that's pretty much it on the recruiting front outside of, of course, still us reeling from losing a defensive back that I liked a lot yesterday, but I will not name him uh, because we have moved on, okay? So, B-Wyman, good to see you. Yes, I think Jaden's Heisen campaign will be decided in Tuscaloosa here in a few weeks, okay? Um, Because here's the thing. How many more high-profile games will Washington have, especially one that is as big as Alabama? If Jaden Daniels goes on the road and beats Alabama, it's going to be hard to not give it to him at this point, okay? So, there you have it. Now, uh, let's see. We say hi to Michael. We say hi to Dr. Morgan. Good to see each and every one of you. And, you know, I was thinking about this uh, a minute ago. And the title of this video was going to be about Jaden Daniels' NFL stock going into um, this next season. Okay? I will say this about Jaden Daniels and his pro future. When we look at the NFL, the quarterbacks who just cannot move at all are extinct. Okay. But you can't obviously just be an athlete back there. The truth is, Jaden is processing at a really high level right now, too. Okay. You see him making full field progression reads, right? That's why Kyron Lacey was such a big part of our offense last week is because Jaden actually scanned the field and and went to options that were actually open. Um, I know we use the word flood a lot when it comes to offensive side of the football, but on the defensive side of the football, Auburn flooded one side of the field defensively. And what we did was we put BTJ and Malik on one side of the formation, and then we were able to get Kyron on some good one-on-ones versus a true freshman corner, and it worked. It worked in a major way. But that doesn't happen if you don't have a quarterback not forcing it to his two favorite guys and working all the way backside to Kyron. I'm telling you right now, I think a lot of NFL GMs are going to say, look, if we draft Jaden Daniels, We are more than likely going to get him in a good situation. He's going to go to a good franchise because he's not going to be the number one or number two quarterback picked. And the one good thing about Jaden Daniels, and and people get this wrong all the time about dual threat quarterbacks. Dual threat quarterbacks 
don't have a high ceiling. Okay. I get tired uh, of saying that. Uh, I get tired of seeing that because that's what analysts always say about dual threat quarterbacks. They always say, well, they have such a high ceiling. That's why you, you, you draft them. They could have a high ceiling, but the truth is dual threat quarterbacks give you a high floor, right? Because, you know, if you don't have a good offensive line, a dual threat quarterback can run out of trouble. Um, a, a dual threat quarterback gives you so much more in your running game. So I'm telling you right now, especially for you disgruntled Saints fans uh, that have watched the first half of this game, I can't deal with the Derek Carr statue stuff anymore. I, I kind of just want to put Taysom Hill in and run the damn wishbone. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about the Saints game. You guys are here for LSU. Um, but the, 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 the truth here is Jaden Daniels' NFL stock is only rising. And if I were to talk to an NFL general manager, I'll say this. Sure, Quinn Ewers was a five-star. Sure, Quinn Ewers throws a better ball than Jaden Daniels. But Quinn Ewers can't move. He, you're going to need to have a perfect offensive line. You're going to need to have some separators on the outside. Quinn Ewers 15 years ago, sure. But do you really want to take someone over Jaden Daniels right now, not named Caleb Williams or Drake May? I don't know. I don't know. But what I think would be interesting is Jaden Daniels going into like a, a situation where, you know, he, he backs up a quarterback that is kind of built for a dual threat offense. Like, what if, what if, you know, he goes to the Eagles and he's Jalen Hurts back up? Now, he's their franchise guy, so he wouldn't have a path forward to playing time, but that is something that the Eagles would do. They, they, they draft really well. They see the future of the NFL are guys that can run while also throw, right? Um, there's a lot of different situations I think he could be a really good fit for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's endless endless possibilities of where he could potentially go. Um, but that's for a different story for a different day. Now, um, we're going to talk some Army tonight. Obviously, this is a very interesting team. Once again, you um, you guys that are the PHL patrons, a lot like uh, Dr. Morgan and everyone else, we have uh, a ton of fun giveaways tonight. Okay. The first $20 Super Chatter tonight, I got a ton of these. These have been very fun to give out. I got the Josh Williams rookie card right here. Okay, so the first $20 Super Chat, you're going to get a Josh Williams rookie card right here from Bowman Chrome University. And we keep things moving along here. Now, uh, I, I want to show you just part of your Patreon subscription. We're going to go through my preview on Patreon. I'm going to unlock it for you that are watching tonight. And we are going to show you uh, what we got going on here, man. Let's see here. Let's go to LSU Army Preview. And here we go. Now, in the chat right now, let me know. Who do you think wins? Actually, I'm going to save that question for a little bit later because it is part of the title of our video tonight. Okay. I am very, very intrigued by the Alabama-Tennessee game. Last year, I felt really confident that Tennessee was actually going to pull that off. Okay. Um, 
And I did have a pretty, I was in Chicago watching the game, actually. I did have a pretty nice-sized wager on Tennessee to cover that spread. I thought they were the better team, okay, going into the game. So, you're taking a look at our Patreon preview right now. And as you can see, very detailed. Their quarterback, number 13, Bryson Daly. You could see number 17, Champ Harris. Okay? Um, They like to run slot fades. The one thing that I do want to include into um, our, our preview tonight of Army is this is a team that has played in the rain the last two weeks. So... Going to Tiger Stadium is actually going to be a breath of fresh air because, as many of you know, it never rains in Tiger Stadium, and it shouldn't on Saturday night. So I think this Army offense will move the football some. I, I don't think this is a situation where we it's like a 55-3 to kind of game. I would like that, but... For right now, my favorite play is the over. I'm not going to bet against LSU and the over um, anytime soon. I think LSU could get to 60 themselves. The under, uh, the over under is set at 59 and a half. Interesting poll question tonight. Who wins, Alabama or Tennessee? Let me know. I am interested in what you guys have to say. And don't just pick Tennessee because you hate Alabama so much. Okay. But I really do like the over. I really do. The only thing that kind of concerns me about that is I could see Brian Kelly going super respectful and not wanting to run it up on a service academy. Okay. So... The weather looks pretty good. You take a look. Once again, these last two results were in the rain. So zero points versus Troy, 24 points versus Boston College. I think it's a little misleading. When they played in really good conditions, they put up 16 against a good Syracuse defense and 37 um, at UTSA. So I I think their offense will be able to move some. I think the guy... um, that you need to look out for on defense is number 31, Leo Lowen or Lowen. And their best corner is number four, Jabari Moore. Okay. Now, the one move that I think will work versus Army is the double move. I, I've seen Army get beat on some stop and goes. Okay. So I'm calling it right now. BTJ scores the first touchdown of the evening with, uh, let's go, 7.37 left to go in the first quarter on a double move from, let's go, 43 yards out. Okay. seven. What, what did I say, 7.37? So our first touchdown will be BTJ on a stop and go with 7.37 left to go in the first quarter. Okay? Now, the next thing. We've gone through Army's offense, the key players, number 13, Daly, their quarterback, number eight, Reed, their running back. Key players on defense, number 31, uh, Lowen, number 52, Hill, undersized but good defensive tackle, and number four, Moore, their corner. Okay? 
Another key player is their field goal kicker. They do have a very good field goal kicker, number 15. He's from Hawaii. Really good player. One thing, actually two things, that aren't really football-related but kind of sort of are. I like LSU's idea of doing the camouflage paint in the end zones. I think that's really cool. The next thing, okay, I've seen this from other members of the media. All right. We shouldn't do STTDB chants to the fans or the players. We we should be respectful. Don't tiger bait them. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Okay. I am not military. We have a lot of people that do watch that are military, that, that are veterans or currently serving. And obviously I respect the heck out of that. Okay. So please correct me if I'm wrong on this and I might be out of line. Perfectly fine. Put me in my place if you need to. But if I were one of Army's football players, I want the full treatment. I want the full Tiger Stadium treatment. I I I want the chance. I want Colin Baton Rouge at you know earthquake levels. I I I freaking want all of it. That's the genius of it. They never get this. They never play in front of crowds like this. This is a game that most of the players probably look forward to more than anything else. Okay? Give them the business. Okay? Like you would normally give Alabama or anyone else. Give it to them. Okay? That's the ultimate sign of respect is treating them like anyone else. Okay? Uh, So, yeah. And as Jared pointed out, you know, there's only so much you can do offensively. Like, you know, if you play our old school style, four yards here, three yards here, yeah, you can bleed more clock. But the truth here is we can obviously um, do even more than just that. We can beat you in so many different ways offensively. So, Give them the mother freaking business up and down the field. Don't stop. Don't freaking stop. Now, next thing. From a health perspective, something we've covered throughout the week, you will not have Emory Jones. You will not have, obviously, uh, the guy that's been the most consistent defensive lineman over the past couple of years, Mekhi Wingo. I think that's a good thing. Get those guys rested up for Alabama. And hopefully we see some some other players step up. You know, I I, re- I really like uh Wilson Alexander's questions to the um to Brian Kelly a little bit earlier today. There's some deep cut questions. The first one uh was Deuce Chestnut related. Is Deuce Chestnut back with the team? Brian Kelly says he is inactive. Okay. Um, Once again, I do not think it's health-related. And I think at this point, we may or may not see him again. I don't know. But Wilson Alexander also asked about Quincy Wiggins. Okay. Now, it is true that we don't always know every single player on the team's injury history. So, any player that is or is not playing could be could be injury related. I don't know what the case is, but 
this is a good rule of thumb. All right. If a player who is not a true freshman isn't playing, all right, especially if their redshirt year has already been used up, all right, um, it's it's because the coaching staff does not think they're good enough to play or they're simply just not good enough to play yet, okay? So I get asked about Quincy Wiggins a lot, uh, Twitter DMs, Discord DMs, and I, I'm happy to take you know those questions. But 99 times out of 100, a guy isn't playing because they do not think he's good enough, okay? Um, obviously, Quincy Wiggins has all the tools to be you know, Sam Montgomery good. So, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you um, you hope to see him versus Army. Maybe this gives Brian Kelly a chance to say, you know what, let, let's just see what he's got. So, that's the thing. You know, you, you, you wait to see it. I saw um, I saw Ty G. Hill uh, get a few reps this, this last game uh, versus Army. But yeah, there there's so many guys that that don't play, and what makes it even harder for those guys to develop and get a chance to play is the portal, right? If you're not playing and there's an influx of depth, and Brian Kelly cited Parrish and as a reason why you know Quincy Wiggins hadn't quite seen any playing time just yet, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard to get on the field. So I'm hoping for the best with for Quincy. But, you know, when I get asked about Matthew Langlois or um, Landon Ibietta and LaTerrence Welsh for the longest time, more often than not, you th- th- there's a reason. Okay? But against Army, let's experiment. Let's see, let's see who can play. I hope to see Deshaun Womack a lot versus Army, not just in passing situations. Let's see if he can hold up against the run. Let's see. Okay. As LD88 points out, this would be Brian Kelly's 300th career victory. 300th. Okay. Let's go to Nolan here. He says, let's hope Alabama beats Tennessee. If they do, I think that increases LSU's chances November 4th. If Bama loses versus Tennessee, it'll be harder for LSU to get the win, in my opinion. Okay. I would normally agree with this. Um, I, 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 I would. I would. But I don't hear, for this reason, the bye week. All right? The one thing about a bye week is it's so huge for your college football season. It is a good reset for everyone involved. Okay? Now, I think a win or a loss doesn't affect your next game's performance as much if you had a bye week or if you didn't, okay? Because the bye week just erases that from memory so much, right? Because if you win or lose, it's six days until you're playing the next game. 
the bye week from a player's perspective kind of feels like an eternity because you're so used to game after game after game. All right. So I don't think that that matters as much, right? A, a good example is, well, we've had not so great teams be competitive versus Alabama. Um, well, I say teams. We only had one not so great team be competitive versus Alabama, and that was a few years ago on the road in Tuscaloosa. There's just so much time. Okay? There's so much time. Uh, I, I just think we're so accustomed to the spy week being before Alabama that it just always feels like a new team, if you will, right? Yeah, nobody. I don't know if anybody's catching Eddie. Once again, I was really cool grambling at the play in Baton Rouge earlier this year. Brian says Jordan Jefferson should be playing on every down. Uh, some disagreement here. I, I I would I would agree with you if it were the case that Jordan Jefferson has been like simply astonishingly unblockable. Now he's been very good. He's been as good as any starter up to this point. Okay. But I don't think he's been so undeniably good that we need to have him out there on every down. Okay. He does play a lot versus Alabama, though. Okay. He does. Now, we say hi to 86 of you. Don't forget to hit the like button. Once again, first $20 super chat tonight, you're getting a Josh Williams rookie card in the mail. And we uh pretty excited about that. Okay. Now, a lot of you, I, I'm not watching the Saints game. I watched, uh, obviously, like the first quarter and a half. I am a Saints fan. Um, their offense sucks. Okay. I know, I know a lot of you are dying. I, I would guess the game is around halftime. I don't know the score. All right. Maybe the Saints are winning 17 to 14 by now. No clue. Uh, let, let me let me say this with um with Derek Carr and the Saints. Okay, Derek Carr stinks. He stinks. Washed, whatever the case may be. Now, I understand that he is older, but it is a little troubling seeing him not be so good at this age when there are other quarterbacks his age that are playing fine right now in the NFL. Okay? She said those guys are better. So, it is concerning. Once again, um, Jared, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. I, 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 I got to be real, man. He, he's just not it. Also, something else is I am never – Never a fan of nepotism hires. It's just not for me. Okay. Now, what do I mean by that? I like coaches that go out there and prove it somewhere else before I give you the keys to the Ferrari. 
Now, this isn't a Ferrari per se, but Pete Carmichael is abomin is an abomination. Okay. Now, I know that sounds a little, you know, contradictory because my head coach, Brian Kelly, hired someone that he was familiar with in Mike Dimbrock. But what did Mike Dimbrock do? He proved it at Cincinnati without Brian Kelly. Okay. I'm telling you right now, the best thing to happen to Brian Kelly, and this could get all takes exposed if Alabama runs it up versus us here in a few weeks, which I obviously don't think is going to happen, but still. The best thing to happen to Brian Kelly was Tommy Reese not following him to Baton Rouge. And Mike Dimbrock being the guy. Now, could Tommy Reese be having as much success with Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels? Sure, a lot of offensive coordinators would with the best wide receiver in the SEC and the best quarterback in the SEC. But, kind of like Pete Carmichael, who's never really proven anything away from the Saints, Tommy Reese is kind of the same thing with away from Notre Dame. Now, the offense is playing better. I'll, I'll give Tommy Reese that. But I, I, I'm telling you right now, I am a big believer and you proving it on your own. Okay? Can you and, – and that goes for anything, right? You never really know how good you are at anything unless you go out on, on your own. You really don't. Okay? Yeah, and they've whiffed on a lot of first-round picks. Alave has been good. That was one I got wrong. I, I thought they spent too much for Alave, but he's really good. But, yeah, I'm just I'm just not really that kind of person, right, to just blame it all on one person. It's normally a multifaceted issue. But this goes for any program. On the SEC channel, I released – what I would do at Kentucky right now. Obviously, I try to cover all the SEC teams. And, you know, I basically called the disasters uh, at Kentucky and Jimbo Fisher. All offseason, I was telling everyone, be very careful of two coaches. Because these two coaches were the worst in the SEC last year. Okay? Who were the two worst coaches in the SEC last year? Jimbo Fisher, Mark Stoops. Those are the two teams that underperformed the most last year. Who are the two teams underperforming the most this year? Jimbo Fisher, Mark Stoops. And I was stupid enough to talk myself into both of those rosters going over their win total. Because their rosters are fine. Their rosters are good, actually. The coaches are bad. Okay? If you got a bad head coach, nothing matters. Nothing matters if you have a bad head coach. Okay. And those two guys have been consistently terrible. And you know who else has been consistently terrible? Dennis Allen. All right. Baller Girl, thank you for your super chat. Okay. Dennis Allen is 18 and 41 as a head coach. Let me repeat Dennis Allen is 18 and 41 as a head coach. Now, I hate when people just cite a record for any coach. Give me your situation. Did you ever have an elite quarterback? The answer for Dennis Allen is no. Okay, so that's always been working against him. 
but he's 18 and 41 as a head coach. Okay. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. He's just not a head coach. So, you know, you have a nepotism GM and you got a bad head coach. Okay. I'll go as far as saying this. I'm not sure if Drew Brees could have found his way out of this. As good as he was, I'm not sure. I am not sure. I am not sure. Okay. But we're wasting a really good defense. And yeah. We're wasting it. Okay. But I'm telling you right now. Going back to, to Jimbo and, and, and Mark. They're so bad. I, I've done a full did a full deep dive on the entire Kentucky football program. It's them. It's them that are the issue. There's talent on those teams. Okay. Obviously not as much on Kentucky as there is um Texas AM, but you shouldn't be getting blown out as, as bad as Kentucky's been blown out both of these last few weeks. And I know one of those teams was Georgia, but you know, th- this isn't, you know, the mightiest Georgia team ever. You shouldn't be getting blown out by Missouri when you have a 14, when they spotted you 14 points. Okay. Some head coaches just suck. That's just all there is to it. Some head coaches just suck. All right. It's just just all there is to it. And I think those are the two worst in, in the SEC. And I think Dennis Allen is lucky he's in the NFC North. If he was in the AFC, he'd be he'd be beyond eating alive right now. Okay. Some guys are just good head coaches. John Harbaugh is a really good head coach. He's just really freaking good. Um and and it, it, all of this kind of lends itself into uh this next topic. You know, Brian Kelly was asked about the NFL earlier today, um, not if he would go to the NFL this offseason, but why he never went to the NFL. Okay? Some guys just aren't NFL guys. Honestly, I, I, I do think BK would have transitioned fine to the NFL. I do. Um, I think he is a little bit more comfortable being – more player friendly than an urban or, you know, a Nick would be. But I think at this point, and I'm trying to just mesh all these topics I wanted to get into. Once again, if you want to talk about anything else, please super chat. I want to talk about another elite coach. This is why I think Brian Kelly is in a good, a good spot right here. Why LSU fans should feel very comfortable with Brian Kelly. Yes, during his tenure at LSU, we have been blown out far too many times. I've been very vocal about that. Hate getting blown out. And we've made a few mistakes here and there. But for the most part, Brian Kelly has, has killed it at LSU. Okay? Think of some of the big decisions he's made. Right? He didn't listen to... The fanboys out there going with Garrett Nussmeyer. He didn't he didn't cave. He, he's been, for the most part, someone that's made the right decisions. 
I don't, you don't have to agree with them on all of it. That's your right as a human. And as a fan, you can disagree with them all you want, but for the most part, he's killed it. But for a head coach, I do think the macro is so important. All right. I think it's more important in college football than all the other sports because so much of what you do as a college football coach is relying on what you're doing in the next year, right? If you're a college football coach, are you going to leave for a better job? Are you going to go to the NFL? Well, what's your future plans? It matters because you're always recruiting the next class. You're always recruiting the next staff. Part of the brilliance of Brian Kelly is he's not going to leave for a better college job. He's also not going to leave for the NFL. Number one, there's not a better college job than LSU that he would leave for. Um, and then number two, he don't want to go to the NFL, which lends itself to another college coach who is at one of the jobs that you don't leave another job for, which is Jim Harbaugh, right? Jim Harbaugh in the news again. I think it's BS that they're trying to get him for sign stealing. All right. Some of you might have missed it earlier. Um, NCAA opened a case on, on Jim Harbaugh and sign stealing, basically. And some clips have been released from other coaches, uh, including Greg Schiano, that you know raised some eyebrows. I'm not going to get into all the conspiracies. But sign stealing happens. It's been happening. This is not anything new. That's why it drove me crazy when I hear these politicians, one of which said, well, you know, if an, a student athlete gets labeled as an employee, you can cut the student athlete or fire the student athlete if he drops a pass or isn't good. Folks, a lot of the stuff people complain about in college athletics have always been happening. Okay. Kids have been getting cut. Deion Sanders was very open about cutting this offseason. Okay. The same thing is true with sign stealing. All right. I don't think it's a big deal, but if you are LSU, uh, you, you want to be mindful uh, of that. Right. People steal signs. And if you're not trying to steal other people's signs, you're behind. Okay. You need to pick up tendencies. And either effing way, everybody kind of knows what everyone's doing. Uh, anyway, because there are so many coaches that go from staff to staff to staff. Analysts go from staff to staff to staff. Um, there's been a few controversies with that already this year. So I don't want to hear any bitching about sign stealing. Okay. But my major point with Harbaugh is that there's always something. There's always something with him. Is he going to the NFL? Is he um, doing this? There was a violations where he was suspended at the beginning of the season. Seems a little witch honey to me. But I'm telling you right now, I do not think Harbaugh is going to be at Michigan next year. I don't. Now, why is that relevant? Okay. Why do I bring this up? Why, why would Carter go on a rant about Harbaugh? Okay. Why would I do it? Well, um, one reason. Bryce Underwood. Now, I don't think LSU is going to say, well, Bryce, you know, Harbaugh might not be there next year. But they could. If I were battling a recruit for Michigan, 
I'm not a big negative recruiting guy. I think that can sometimes backfire. I've heard this from recruiting parents as well. It's it's a little overrated and seems a little sleazy. But why would I go to a school where there's always something going on? The coach every year is flirting with the NFL. There's always just something. And by the way, uh, he, he's not won a bowl game in forever. This rant might find a Michigan blog, so be it. One of my really good friends in sports media, big Michigan guy. Folks, it's it's every year with him. It's always something. So if I'm Bryce Underwood, I'm like, hmm, why is there always just something? Why not go to the program that is doing what LSU is doing? Now, we'll say this. I do think J.J. McCarthy has turned the page. I do. I do think he's a good quarterback. I do think Michigan's for real. But I don't trust Harbaugh. I just don't. I would never deny his coaching talent. Would never deny it. Almost won a Super Bowl. If the lights don't go out, Harbaugh's a champion. Well, Technically, a Harbaugh was going to be a champion that night, but still. I just want to point that out, right? Because for for Bryce Underwood, I think it's either us or Michigan at this point. Once again, I'm just rambling here. I'm just sharing with you all these thoughts I got written down right here. And um, I kind of touched on all of them pretty quickly. So I'm open to anything that you guys want to talk about at this point. It can be LSU football related. If you guys want to talk Alabama, Tennessee, I'm happy to do it. Alabama currently sitting as an eight and a half point favorite over Tennessee. Very interesting. Everybody, welcome. To duckalaka laka laka laka, Boyanti. She says go. He spelled it wrong. To laka 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 laka. D pain, hold it down in the sea, baby. The windy. If Drew had a defense like this, how many Super Bowls would they have won? Uh, I mean we. I don't know. I guarantee you wouldn't have won one with Dennis Allen as his head coach. Okay. Collins having a good season. Okay. Everybody, welcome Todd to the channel. Let's blow Todd's photo up here. All right. Y'all show Todd some love. Todd, I think this is your first time. Oh, man, you got the selfie going on. You're in the ride. What's up, TC? How do, baby? Football professor. Everybody, welcome Detrovic to the channel. I don't think I'd consider myself a football professor, but speaking of professor, the professor. What? What's that from? 
So y'all, y'all better tell me right now. The professor. The professor. What do I think about BTJ coming back next year? Okay. It's a good question. All right. Um. Yeah, I I think it's possible, Todd. I I this is a very good year for wide receivers in the NFL draft. That's the case every year. Okay. I do think this year's wide receiver class is way better than last year. Okay. Uh we've already seen a few wide receivers start really slow. And two of those are in really good situations. That's not here nor there, though. I do think um I do think it's possible, but it's also unlikely at this point, if you ask me. He does have one more year of eligibility, though. Let's go to Danny Girl. What would my AP top 10 look like right now? That's a good question. So let's do it. AP top 10. Okay. Let's pull this up. All right, let me pull up one that doesn't have as many ads on it. There we go. All right. October 15th. Yeah, Pierce, I think it's a little bit different, though, for wide receivers because, like, I don't know, because he's not. He's not going to have a first round grade. Right? Because Harrison for sure is going over him. Malik is for sure going over him. I think Abuka is for sure going over him. So that's three guys. I think roughly four to four to six first round wide receivers just next year. But still. Okay, so for me, Danny, I, I wouldn't have Ohio State number three. Um I don't know. I, I my, my gut is kind of switched on this Penn State game. Uh, there's a good piece of me that thinks Penn State's going to beat them, um, but I'm fine with them being number three to a certain extent, right? I mean, let's be honest about the Notre Dame result. They were very fortunate to win that game, and I'm not really an end results person. So for me, my top three would be Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and I would actually have Washington for Ohio State. Five, Oklahoma six. Actually, I would have Oklahoma five, Ohio State six, Penn State seven, Texas eight. I could make an argument for Texas over both Ohio State and Penn State at this point. Um, I also tend to go with teams whose offenses I think are better. Oregon at nine, I'm fine with North Carolina at 10. I'm fine with that. I could make a case for Alabama over North Carolina. Oregon State at 12 is a little high. I would have Ole Miss ahead of Oregon State at this point. Utah at 14 is a little high. So there you go. I would probably have, um, you know, the thing that, that really screws with the rankings here, Danny Girl is Notre Dame at 6-2. and two. Beating down USC at, at at six and one, 
which is why I say teams really shouldn't be ranked until November because there's just too many factors, right? In November, most teams have already had their bye weeks by then. So it makes this kind of tough to do um, after the 10. But once again, Danny, I'll go through it again. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3, Oklahoma 4, um, or Washington 4, Oklahoma 5, then Penn State, Ohio State 6-7, whichever order. I can make a case for Texas over either one of them. Oregon, North Carolina. I still think Texas is better than Oklahoma, even though they, they lost. Uh, but the results have to matter. They do. Okay. Yeah, pressure as far as BTJ's uh, draft grade, um, Luther Burton can come out deep pain, so he's not part of this. As far as BTJ's draft grade is concerned, um, the speed is is going to be very interesting to um, NFL draft teams or NFL teams drafting, right? Obviously, BTJ is very fast, and he's really good at getting behind defenders. Is he a elite, elite blazer, though, would be my response. I don't know. That's why, like, his 40 and all that stuff is going to be interesting if he decides to, to go or, or stay. Let's go to Todd with some intel. His parents live five minutes down the road. I love it. That's first thing before this great intel from Todd. Welcome to the channel once again. Is that is such a great southern thing? Okay. You know, um, in in the north and in in, in big cities, they they say um, it's ten minutes in that direction. Okay. In the south, it's he's about. 15, 20 minutes down the road. <laughs> I love that, Dan. It's about five minutes down the road. It's so good. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I could see that. You got to remember, BTJ is um, is only in year three. And he also wasn't an early enrollee. So you miss out on that semester of, of classes. And, you know, graduating is important. It is. Okay. It's not like he's some gazillion dunk percent chance of being a top three round pick. Why not play another year at LSU? Or he can get really crazy. Play another year at LSU. And he still has four years of basketball eligibility left. And if Matt McMahon is struggling... Call him BTJ, baby. Let's go. Huh? 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 Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would lean towards him going. I would. Now, the question then becomes: Well, what the what the heck happens with Kyron Lacey? Can he be a number one alpha 
in our offense. You won't find anyone that's produced more pro Kyron Lacey content recently than me. Okay. And of course, I've been very vocal about his drops. But his blocking is so good. His football IQ is so good. His ability to break tackles, so freaking good. Just can't catch. Can he be a number one? Can he be a number one? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's 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 a number one. Does he have number one traits? Yeah, he does. He does have number one traits. No doubt about it. But he is. Do you trust him making the leap from the number three to the number one, like Terrace Marshall did in twenty twenty? Can he make that leap? I think it's plausible. I think I think I could be wrong about that, but he's such a good number two, number three. Okay. So I just don't, I just don't know if number one is in the realm, but I will say these last two weeks he's been one of the best players on this team, regardless of position. And. He's likable. All right. I, I, the, the, I, I'll say this. I won't, I won't say who because he's not here anymore. But there is a really, really, really good wide receiver who's played at LSU. And I'll say in the last five-ish years, okay, he wasn't a good blocker. He, he just couldn't – he just couldn't block. Okay. And it annoys coaches. It does because so much of blocking comes down to do you want it? All right. And as a wide receiver, outside of practice with pads on, you don't block. You you, you just don't. Like you just it's something you don't work on. You don't block at seven on seven. You don't block at off season throwing sessions. You just don't. Okay. So some of it is technique and skill and and size and speed and all that. But it's desire. As most receiving coaches, every receiver should be able to block. It's desire. And Kyron could block. Kyron could flat out freaking block. Okay. So once again. First $20 Super Chat tonight. Still waiting. Somebody show Josh some love. You're getting a Josh Williams rookie card from Mwah. Y'all don't let Josh feel unloved right now. Tiger Cat, good to see you. Dude needs to hit the tennis ball drills. 
tennis ball drills. What? Are you saying Carlos Alcatraz is 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 going to be a wide receiver at LSU next year? Are you saying Novak Djokovic is going to be a wide receiver at LSU next year? Are you saying I'm trying to think of another like deep cut tennis player? I'm only thinking of the stars right now. I are all right, here's one that I like. Francis Tiafo is going to be a wide receiver at LSU next year. Now, Francis is, is, is a unit. I could see Djokovic being like a good, a good like slot corner. I don't think he could be a, a wide receiver. Francis Tiafo is a monster. Kyle Parker will be the number one next year. Ooh, pressure. I, I, Kyle Parker actually had a really good grade for me. I don't think he's a one. I think he's more of a slot guy. Also, do not discount us running more 12 personnel next year. Don't discount us doing it. We now have the bodies to do it. Okay. Now, obviously, in a perfect perfect world, the second tight end in twelve would be Pimpton because he's got he's got some some traits. All right. Let's go to Danny Girl. Her super chat says the argument could be made that JD should stay another year because the quarterback competition is not as heavy next year and would give Heisen chances. Uh, he could have another year because of the Rona. All right. So the issue is Jaden does not have another year. After this year, he is done. Uh, in theory, Danny Girl, he wouldn't have been eligible this year had it not been for uh, the Rona. Uh, unless I'm misreading your super chat here, but thank you for the super chat. Um, so yeah, Jaden was a true freshman starter in 2019. Then the 2020 season happened, starter in 2021, starter in 2022, uh, and uh, starter in 2023, which is this year. So he is done. Now, do I wish he could play another year? Yeah. There is also a piece of me, though, that loves the situation he's going to get into next year at the NFL because he's not going to go to a team that desperately needs a quarterback. So he's going to go to a team that has a good framework, a good foundation. Um, I will say this. I hope he doesn't get drafted by the freaking Patriots because we know Belichick loves him. Okay. Um, Bram and Kayshawn would be back together. So, yeah. You know, I, I think, obviously, I, th I think Jaden is, is, man, I'm just trying to think of where, like, a, a good, a, like, just a good spot would be. 
I mean, obviously the Ravens would be perfect, but you would just be a backup there. Wouldn't it be something if he's on the freaking Bengals next year? How crazy would that be? Now that would be all time crazy. I wonder though, like if he went to a team like that, let's just say like he goes to the Bengals. All right. I mean, how many more years does Tyler Boyd have left? What if, what if they what if they taste him, and he's like part time slot receiver, which obviously he could do. Because I'm telling you this right now. The more the more I watch Jaden run, the more I think of him as. Um, like one of the best ball carriers at LSU, any position. Okay. So like guys that are truly deadly with the football in his hands. Now he's obviously the best quarterback with the football in his hands. We have ever seen at the quarterback position as a runner. Okay. Um, that that was that was pretty clear after last year, but I'm talking about anyone. Like obviously, Fournette was better. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase was better. But truly, how many how many guys? Like how many can you objectively say better in the open field than that guy? There's not many, man. There's not many. Like, he is so freaking special with the football in his hands. Like, there's one receiver on this team who I think is better in the open field than Jaden, and that's Malik. He's so he's so freaking good, man. Oh, there was a pick six? Oh, God. Please tell me it was Tyron Matthew taking it to the house. Yeah, Tiger Cat, I hope to see you more often. Don't forget. We are live. Let me put the live schedule up for our, our first-timers. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays uh, at 8.15 Central. Sundays are the film study nights, so not quite a live stream. Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., we're also live Mondays after the Brian Kelly press conference and pregame, halftime, postgame. Ooh, Dable. Uh, Pegasus, that might actually be the best fit. That offensive line's terrible, though. They don't have Andrew Thomas, though, so they'll get Andrew Thomas back. Could you imagine a backfield with him and Saquon? That'd be pretty nasty. But that would actually make a lot of sense, the Giants. And what would that be? That would be I was about to say I was going to be in an all SCC QB room. Like, that'd be crazy. Dak, Jalen, Jaden, but Sam Howell had to mess that up. That's if Sam Howell is a guy next year. I don't know.
I don't know. Everybody, welcome name loading to the channel. Probably one of our younger viewers. Good to see you. Huh? 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 Looking to see Ness push the football down the field. His development is going to be enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. Uh, but welcome. Good to see you. Uh, still talk pretty frequently uh, with somebody close to Ness, which is obviously really cool. Okay. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that person uh, shared a uh, Something I think that is very important. I won't tell you that right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. So I, I want this to be known that Gary Nussmeyer is actually a good teammate and he wants Jane to succeed. I don't think all quarterbacks are like that. I don't. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I think having a good backup is very important. The second most important player on your team is always your backup quarterback. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. The head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight will tell you the importance of that. Because BDN, Mr. Nick Foles, saved their soul. Nanny says she has a game on mute. I'm going to have a controversial opinion here. It may not be controversial. All right. You guys complain about the announcers all the time. They don't really bug me. Too much, you only like coming from a play by play person. As long as you're not just awful, I'm okay with it. Okay, I've done play by play in color. All right, Al Michaels, it's just not the same. I, 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 I don't know. I, it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel right anymore. And I don't know if I like Kirk doing NFL. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know if that works. I just don't. I was listening to it earlier, and it just it. I don't know because I never really just like because I'm doing lives on Thursday nights. I've never really just sat down and listened to them do a broadcast together. And I was like, this, and it could just be because this was like the first time I really sat down and listened. It just doesn't uh, it doesn't do it for me. It just it just doesn't. It's kind of like I think Joe Tessitore is so good. When Tess did the NFL, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. But hate me all you want. I think my PHL old-timers will be like, you never, never speak ill of the miracle on ice himself. 
don't do it. Oh, yeah. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep this thing going all night. Okay? Uh, Once again, if we get a $20 super, we're sending out this Josh Williams card. And if you've already super chatted, whatever that remaining amount, if you get to 20, I'll send it to you as well. Okay? Uh, can Charles Turner come back? Is is his eligibility up? Let me see. Because he was class of 2019, right? Uh, let me see. Uh, Charles Turner still has one more year. Now, does he take it? I don't know. It is interesting that he is a part of the 2019 LSU offense and the 2023 LSU offense. So there you go. Let me ask you this for those that have been watching the Saints game. Would you transition to Jameis? I think you have to at least look at it. Right? Take a look at the poll question. Alabama currently dominating this poll. Broke his back towards knee up. Shane, what's good, brother? There you go. So Sibley gets there. Congrats, Sib. You're the winner of a Josh Williams rookie card. Congrats, Ian. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And we're 50 away from giving out a, a Malik Neighbors card. 
So there you go. We'll get this one out tonight. We'll get 50 more. We'll give out a Malik. Do you agree with all the ceremony about the West Point? Uh, yeah, I like that. Why are we changing the end zone? I like the end zone change. I do. Uh, I first off, it looks good. The, the, the way they designed the end zone, it looks really good. Sibley that says he is a veteran and LSU has ROTC. So yeah, I would guess, you know, with, with some of the uh, things that they're going to do on Saturday, Sibley, that the LSU ROTC will be involved. Uh, so I don't know all the details uh, with, with that, but I also know you're going to be at the game. So hope you. Enjoy it, but yes, I, I first off, it does look good, but second off, I, I just like the idea of doing the um, the end zones, okay? And I'll put it up right here so you all can see for yourself, okay? For those that haven't seen it yet, there you go. And there it is. Looks very clean. It almost looks like AI, right? Uh, this is a really good job. You know, normally when people just like slap camouflage on something, it just doesn't look good, right? But yeah, no, it's it's, it's not it's not a a, a tough question. I I do think they're gonna do some cool things. Honor all LSU veterans at the game. Heck yeah. Uh, if you are a veteran, I know um, Mark Cumbie, PHL viewer, was trying to give out some tickets. Okay. Shane says, Jameis's best quality is, is to throw fourth quarter interceptions without hesitation. Well, I didn't see the car pick six, but, you know, car's just not it. Let's go to Lloyd showing us some love on the face space. Thank you so much. He says, thank you for your show. I love hearing your thoughts and how you break everything down. Thank you so much, Lloyd. I try my best, man. And look, as much as I think I know about LSU football, I really do take your questions and all the points you guys make to heart, right? Some of you are unbelievably sharp, like uh, Chance Babin, uh, Pierce. There's so many of you all in here that are very, very, very knowledgeable. And... It goes a long way. It's a really good question. He wants to bring up the Fournette and Geist duo. And now we have Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson, fresh legs, not to mention Williams and Emery again, fresh legs. Agree with you, man. Um, I'm glad you brought up, you know, Josh here. Uh, I love Josh Williams. I really do. <laughs> I mean, he's just one of my favorite LSU running backs. Ever. I mean, he's just everything there is right about college football all wrapped up into one. And I'm glad you brought him up, Lloyd, because, you know, he's up for the Jason Witten Man of the Year Award, which I think is new. I don't know how long they've been doing that. Um, 
So there you go. Now, what uh crap, what was I gonna say? Oh, let me say this. Lloyd. I, was, I was talking to someone that you know whose opinion I value very highly. Okay. And I'm trying my best to not do this again. I'm trying my hardest. I never like to overhype any player, but it does excite me when I see something a little bit different than the recruiting services. Normally, the recruiting services are right. I normally agree with their assessment of a recruit, and it is part of my evaluation, right? A consensus on a player is more often than not going to give you, you know, a better idea on a player than just my own opinion, right? That's why I always say take in different opinions on different players and prospects and just ideas, right? I'm right some of the times, I'm wrong some of the times. But I am a little shocked that Caden Durham is not like a top 50 guy and that he just floats just outside the top 100. He's 195 pounds, so not quite the weight that I like out of the running back position. But 195, I think, is a, is a good weight. And I think he could, I think he can add some. I'm trying not to get too excited about him. Trying to. But there are a few instances where I'm like, is this guy the best player that we have committed right now? So I'm glad you brought that up, Lloyd, because I, I think Caleb Jackson and Caden Durham could be that for us. Um I'm, but I'm I'm trying to because you know if an RB is not 205 210 I'm normally going to fade it right because I'm a big believer in running back weight but 195 is doable right you can add you know running backs on average when they get to college add anywhere from 8 to 10 15 20 that's one of the things Josh did a good job of he got bigger. He was 180 coming in. Now he's at 207, 208. Uh, but I, I think Caden Durham is a real deal. I really do think so. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm teetering on making him the number one player that we have committed. And once again, the classes aren't done. But... I'm, I'm gonna hold off because sometimes I'm just like, well, is it just because last year I loved Caleb Jackson so freaking much, and I didn't, I, I wasn't bold enough to make him the number one player. Lance was number one, Sheldon was number two, and, and Caleb was number three. But there were times where I was like, God, Caleb Jackson could be the best player in this class, and we don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't, we won't know until two or three years from now. We won't. But but I was like, God, that would be pretty drastic, right? The services, the consensus has him as like the seventh or eighth ranked guy. But I was like, this guy's no less than the top three. Yeah, I don't know, Pegasus. But when you're on a 10 to 100 meter, sheesh, uh, you got to be moving, son. To run a 10 to 100. 
But I love him, man. I do. I do, man. Kid can boot scoot and boogie. Boots getting buggy. You want me to put the game on right here? I could do it. Let me see. I think I got Prime. Do I, can I just watch it from, there we go. Oh, heck yeah, they scored. Let's go. Taysom Hill scored, okay. On a fourth and goal. All right, let's see. Oh, I hate it when teams do this. Oh, he got in easy. Okay. Still in this thing. Let's go. It's crazy. Trevor Penning has already been benched. Let's go. Just play Taste of My QB. So if you're listening to this on podcast version, uh, I'm just going to be doing some commentary, so it might not sound too great. So uh, if you are listening on, on podcasts and not live, uh, we got four other podcasts from earlier this week you can tune into. And by the way, if you've not subscribed on iTunes and Spotify, please do. I always prefer you watch on YouTube, obviously, because I get some dollars and cents from that. So I need I need your honest opinion, every single one of you. 
Is Cafe Dumont underrated or overrated? Okay. Give me your honest opinion. Cafe Dumont underrated or overrated? Dang, no hits on Trevor tonight? No, that's my boy Scotty Z's birthday. I'll tell Scotty Z happy birthday. Scotty. There you go, Tyron Matthew getting a nice little tackle there. Oh, come on, Lattimore. God, Trevor's good, man. Well, so Todd's a Spotify guy. Let's go. Shout out Bill Simmons. Let's go, Trev. God, Granderson has been so good for the Saints this year. Okay. Let's go! Y'all won't believe me, and I'm biased towards this, and... Mason Smith, if you're watching, I don't know you'd agree with me. Benny Logan, if you're watching, I know you'll agree with me. Defensive tackle is the funnest position to play. Only the real ones know. Like, when I played defensive tackle, I didn't want to play anywhere else. I was like, there, there can't be many things in sports funner than playing defensive tackle. But what about the double teams? That's nose guard. It's different. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So Pierce says overrated on the beignet things. Okay. Political answer here. I think it's both. I mean, I think I think it's I think it's really freaking good. But then again, Beignets have a pretty high floor, if you ask me. Beignets have a pretty high floor. I am going to go Baton Rouge here and say the best beignets I've ever had are Coffee Call. Now, once again, I'm always going to show some love to, to Bovines in Ruston. They have a dessert called the Oreo Stuffed Beignets. So good. It's the best dessert I've had. Okay, I've always been partial to the. Uh, uh, I've I've always been partial to bread pudding.
No, Benny Logan. I, I was just. I doubt Benny Logan watches me, but if he does, I would be unbelievably honored. Yeah, it's interesting. There's. Uh, I've always viewed defensive tackle as more of a like a blue chip position. Like most of our good DTs were were good recruits, but we did have a lot of three stars, right? Benny Logan was a three star. I think Brockers was a three star. Um, Neil Farrell was a three star. I don't know why. What was Drake Nevis? Was he a three star? I don't know. Tony, good to see you. Nutella? I've always thought Nutella is a little overrated. Tony, welcome. Good to see you. Better late than never, man. Once again, we are 50 away from giving them Elite Neighbors rookie card away. Already giving out a Josh Williams. Shout out to Sib getting the Josh Williams card tonight. Dude, the streaming services are just like taking over. They have all these good shows now. I heard Severance on Apple is really good. I heard Morning Show is really good on Apple. Then Prime has White Lotus. I've heard that that show's good. I don't know. I don't watch many shows. I'm a live sports kind of guy. I wonder if Matt House is there tonight. It wouldn't shock me. Josh Allen is his guy, man. So for those that don't know, Josh Allen, who's the edge rusher for the Jaguars. So one of the edge rushers, why run the football on first down? I don't know why teams keep doing this. So one of the edge rushers out there, for the Jaguars is Caleb on chase on. Okay. And the other edge rusher is Josh Allen. So Josh Allen played at Kentucky under Matt house and chase on played at LSU, of course, under Aranda. Come on, Alave. Ugh. Third and five. Two down territory, if you ask me. What is this? What the hell is that? What is that? What the hell? I don't think Alave cares, dude. I just don't think Alave cares to play with Derek Carr. I've seen some weird reps. That's such a weird rep, man. He's not even he's not running vertical and he's also not running a cut. He just kinda Astros won tonight? Okay. Oh good bounce. Let's go.
Put Jameson. I'm just trying to figure out what that route was. What 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 is a route? I saw a weird route versus the Texans, and I see this. I don't know. Call call me old school. But if I was in the NFL, I'd go a gazillion percent all the time. I don't, I don't care for you. I don't care freaking Tim Tebow playing right-handed is my quarterback. It's just so, it's just so weird. Now I don't know the play call. I don't know what happened. It was still a bad throw. Reverse. Good play, dude. Granderson is so good, man. How many defensive ends are playing better than him right now? I'm serious. Like in the NFC, for sure. Look at him keep contained, baby. There's no way. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Was that left? Oh, this is going to tell if it's in or not. Oh, he's in. He's in. Oh, man. Are they not going to review that? Oh, they have all three of their timeouts. Was he in? Oh. Don't call it. Don't call it. Damn. Wouldn't have mattered. It's okay, Todd. You can ask me. Uncatchable. Yeah, Todd, I, I, I think we'll be fine with two weeks to prepare. I do. Um, like, like Bama doesn't have like a Luther burden per se, but they're good. I mean, as much as I hate to hate uh, say it, Jermaine Burton has, has had a really good season for them. Brooks is a good receiver for them. None of them are like special, but they're good. They're good enough to beat our guys. So we need to be ready for it. Oh God, offensive lineman, please be okay. Please be okay, 77. Okay, good. Anytime I see an offensive lineman get rolled up from behind, I just get so sad. I'm just like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, second and seven. We're around midfield here. Jaguars are a four-down team. Oh, God. Now they're definitely in four-down territory. So if I'm Jacksonville here, I go for the kill shot.
they're not doing that. No, why? Oh, no. Is he short? Let's go. Dr. Morgan, thank you so much. Which goal, which bowl game will we get invited to if we don't make it to the SEC championship and lose to Alabama? Yeah, so obviously it would depend, Dr. Morgan, on how many more losses we have. Um, you know, with bowl teams, they always want LSU to, to be a part of it, right? If they're not in the national championship, they want um, – they want the big brand associated with their bowl game. So like cheese it's they, they they want us to be involved. No! Let's go. Good stop. So I could see us back at the 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 Cheez Its bowl, right? Uh, which is obviously not where we want to be. Um, but let's just say LSU finishes the season with like, like three losses, right? And their loss is to Alabama. Okay. Could I potentially see LSU in like a Sugar Bowl? Potentially, yes. Like, would the Sugar Bowl want Alabama back for a second consecutive year? Maybe. You know, Alabama, they played in so many Sugar Bowls up to this point. So many. Last year... Uh, they played in the one versus Oklahoma they lost. They played in the one versus Utah they lost. I was at both of those. They played in the Ohio State playoff game there. I won't mention the other game that happened in early 2012. So they, they've been there so many times. And in back-to-back seasons, yeah, they will take Alabama back. Um. But yeah, if we if we do lose, uh, I, I would guess the Sugar Bowl would be our best case scenario. And once again, the Sugar Bowl kind of do do they have the Sugar Bowl because there is the playoff game happening in New Orleans as well this year. So I, I don't know how all that works. I've not looked at the bowl schedule just yet. But yeah, it would be one of these middle tier bowls. Now, if LSU loses to Alabama and they lose again, you you move down in the pecking order. But yeah, I think. Cheez-Its would want to be associated with LSU again. God, the Saints defense is good, man. Let's see what happens. Just done to the inside. Damn.
All right, here we go. First and 10. Go MT. Make that safety miss. Come on. Taysom Hill, let's go. Here we go, the damn red zone again. All right, here we go. Let's go. MT. Can't guard Mike. I still can't believe Monteric Buster Brown, the corner from Arkansas, is, is playing for Jacksonville. Let's see. Uh, Shin, yeah. Let's go. One knee equals two feet. Monteric Buster Brown. Good job going back to that play. All right. Oh, I'd run on this. He's got him. Yes. Let's go, AK. Let's go. Y'all want to finish the game? If y'all want to finish the game, let me know. We're close to giving out a Malik card. $30 Super Chat away from giving out a Malik Neighbors rookie card tonight. So, if we get a $30 Super Chat in the next five minutes, I'll do the rest of the game. And you guys win a Malik Neighbors card. Ready to say, let's finish. Once again, if, we, if one of y'all have been thinking about it, drop it. I know, I know you want to. I know you guys need this commentary for the rest of the game. But I also need these Oreos because I'm chunky and I want to go get them. Let's see. Or forget it, a t-shirt purchase. 
Some of y'all have been on the fence. I feel it. Actually, I know it. Some of you texted me saying, hey, I don't. I haven't got a shirt yet, but I'm going to. Granderson making another play. This is your chance. Get your PHO merch right now. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. RSX, look at him. He's got his PHO merch. What's good, man? Come on, Cam. It's stupid reverse. Oh, what a play. No, I'm not sleeping. I'm watching I'm watching the game like you guys. Oh, they had it blocked. Oh, Ingram. Ingram's gonna get torn up in the film room. You that you can't make a business decision right there with the game on the line like that. Especially after you sign a fat contract. Dude, that stuff would piss me off if I was a coach. Oh, my God. That would piss me off. It took one block right there to at least get five yards. And he, he moved out of the way. Let's go. I'm telling you, this defense is something special. Beautiful. I just want you to know you're my favorite girl. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Well, yeah, man, tell them, Mike. I have to process what's happening on the field. Let's see. I have a feeling this $30 Malik Super Chat is about to happen. 
I feel it. Let's see, first in tune. Okay. Ooh, Calvin really just said a bad word. Oh, uh, Reggie, I think everybody wants to hear it. Did Alave just drop that? Dude, I'm... Dude, everything, everything about this is just pissing me off. You've got to catch this, man. Your quarterback's getting hit, game on the line. You've got to catch that. Oh, oh, good job. Unblocked a gap pressure with the game on the line. And of course, Derek Carr had to do one athletic move and his body falls apart. Who's supposed to pick that up? Oh, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this live stream tonight. Once again, big thanks to all our super chatters. Top super chatter of the evening. Dr. Morgan and John Sibley. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Danny Girl, right behind them. Jared, Baller Girl, I appreciate you guys. Please go join the PHL Patreon. We'll talk to you soon. I think this thing should have gone for it there. Hot take. It is. Power. Power. LSU. Bam. And tonight, we are doing Oreo stuffed beignets. Let's go.